Okay, here we go. Ki'ela Arba Malachim. These four kings, the, we just read about in this past week's parsha. Baruch Hashem. Asher Loku Eslot, that they took Lot. Lo Haya Kavonosum Rak Al Avram. Their intention was to take Avram. Right, as we know, Lot had the same appearance as Avram. Cluster Ponov. Lefikach. Kosov. Vayhi. That's why the Pasuk says Vayhi. <coughs> I believe it's the Pasuk Vayhi Achad Varamelan. Is that what it is? What's his name? Vayhi Bimei. Let's see. Yeah, we'll, we'll this over here near you. We'll see what he's referring to. Okay, so Vayhi. Yeah, because I'll say that means it's a uh, bewailing. Shayunus Kokim Le Avraham. They were prepared, they were standing ready to go and fight against Avraham. Okay. Do we know which Vayhi uh, is going on? Let's see. Maybe it is Vayhi Bimei Amarfal. He be Mam Rafael, that's one candidate. Is there one closer? You say says that? Oh, you, by you it says it? Oh, you just knew the Pasuk. Do, by you, does it say where the Pasuk is? By he? Yeah. No. Okay, so let's, let's go right now with the assumption that it means by he be Mam Rafael. So it means Oi, that they were planning to attack Avram. Okay, that's what the Mizu says. Nimsa, um, it turns out. So then, when Avram went chasing after them, right, and and uh, annihilated them, that's you're not talking about simply a happenstance that you know that they took load. Uh, that's why it happened. But otherwise, they you know he would have let them go. Is this was actually uh, right? That means these were evil people who needed to get destroyed. That's what the, that's what the midrash that we read before about the thorns, right? Vehayu hamolochim haarba notes him as a chamesha. Now he's gonna say, what's the significance of the fact that it was the four kings who defeated the five kings? What's the number four represent? What does number five represent? <coughs> right, Abraham, Yehidush he's the unique one in the world, right? He was uh, the one that was standing up against the world for Avodah Hashem. 
and he defeats the four. That they are opposing the Iker of the world, the essential part of the world. What's the what's this Iker of the world? Anyone? True. But here in this case, it's Abraham. Because he said earlier that they were coming against the Iker of the world. Right? Yeah, the, he said a couple of sentences ago that the Milchama was against to destroy these Rishoyim Hamisnagdim Lemitsius Haolam. What's the Mitsius Haolam? It's the Iker of the world, same thing. Meaning, the Iker of the world is the primary thing, and that is that's the, that's the most real thing that there is in the world. Avram Avinu, he'll bring later, I believe, maybe even in this parak, that Avram Avinu is called. Uh, the Tsur, he's the he's the Flintstone, he's the rock, the bedrock upon which Yiddishkeit is built. Which means he's the he's unshakable. He's the most sturdy thing there is, right? If you were gonna build a giant skyscraper, so you wanna build it on a foundation as a solid rock, right? Otherwise it's gonna start sinking into the ground. So, uh, so why is Avram the Iker of the world? Why is he the, why is he the Mitzius Olam? So, uh, I believe he brought, or if not, then it's Poshet. Midrash says, was Behi Baram, right? That Hashem created the world Behi Baram, in their being created. So, because Darshan. Be Avraham, Bishvil Avraham, for the sake of Avraham, right? Avraham. Is the beginning of Klausrel. The principle that we know is that in the beginning is contained the entire thing, right? Just like a the thing that is the beginning of a child. Let's say it's the zera, right? So in that is the is everything is going to come is in one way or another latent inside of this, right? So Abraham is the one that is the everything was created Bishvil Avraham for the sake of Avraham because it's Bishvil Klausrel and he's the beginning of that so with these Rishoyim they're coming against the entire plan of the world right okay so that's the Iker of the world so these four kings they represent the powers of exter- the externality Speak about it in a second. Lefika heim arba, can I get arba dodim? Shem kochus hitzonus. Four sides of the world. So he speaks about it much more at length. Um, actually, ner mitzvah. We're going to be having Hanukkah not too long from now, so. Ner Mitzvah is Maral Sefer and Hanukkah. There he darshans the dreams of Daniel about the four chayos, the four beasts. And uh, he explains it's not four by, by accident, but it's not by happenstance, right? Is that if you imagine there's an abstract truth and then it drops down 
into reality, meaning it it begins to materialize, it begins to, to concretize. So that mathematical point will be nispashit, will expand into the basic, uh, the, the basic, the most the the most basic definition of our world is the Arbaruchos. You can get more fancy and start talking about the six directions, also up and down, but and the most basic, the smallest level of Hispashtus is four. Think about it, man is comprised of, right, meaning with the way the man relates to the world. Besides, uh, you know, Nowadays, they know that actually the Earth itself is like that. There's a North Pole, a South Pole, and then there's the, you know, the movement from side to side. So that's the four directions. But even before that, you have a man, a man has a, a front, a back, a right and a left. That's that's the way the man is built. Right? So the whole world is built as a four. And, um, Rabbi Gershwald is fond of telling the story about the uh, creative Israeli architects that they thought they were going to make a revolution in how people think about housing, and they made these beehive housings uh, in uh, in Yerushalayim. It's supposed to be uh, like won all the awards and like. You know. Yeah, I, I saw those weird buildings. Yeah, so like great, like these round. Everything is round. Some of the remote. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, and like everyone that would walk in there, we just like trying like see, trying to figure out how to live, and like nobody wanted to buy. Like, just <laughs> people refused to buy. They couldn't live in a room that's not a square room or a rectangular room. So we just sat around. Saturday, they just kept dropping the price, dropping the price, and just until a bunch of like. Hasidim just bought it up for like pennies and just basically plastered over <laughs> these around and just made the room square. <laughs> so the person, the, the, the human world is a, is a, is a four-dimensional, is, is a four-sided world. Okay. So, um, so therefore, the Maral says, when the abstract truth is going to be nispashed, it's going to be nispashed into Ford's Dodom. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just four facets of reality. Anytime I have something, it's going to have four basic facets of reality. Problem is that each one of those facets is going to start thinking that he's the Iker, that this is the really correct way to look at the world. Right? And that, and that represents the Arba Malchius. Right? So, similar concept over here. The Kokosachitsonius are the four, the four sides. The Keneged Zehayu Arba Malachim Eila Asher Heim Kokoschitsonus Misnagdim Eldover Shehu Iker Veinotsads. And they were opposing, and they're almost a little bit by nature oppositional to the thing that is not a side, but the actual, the actual matter itself, right? I've got a box that has four sides, but then it's got the, the actual 
what it is, right? What's the content? So, why? Because the opposition is that unless they become toughful and they acknowledge that I'm not the definition, I'm simply a vehicle, I'm simply a clee for this other purpose, so then, then we're different, right? You think, right, you got, you got a computer. That's, so you think that it's uh, about, I don't know, doing your, uh, writing your Hidushi uh, Torah on it, right? But no, it's all about the blinking, you know, blue light in the front of it or whatever it is on the other end. No, it's all about the wires in the back, right? So uh, the superficial is always a different view than the internal, unless the superficial becomes tuffled to the inter- internal, and says, I, in order for you to be able to write your chidushi Torah, so you need the wires in the back, then, you know, th- th- then, then the two can work together. Okay. So, and until the the world is going to be mitukin, they're not going to understand that the kohos achitzonius. That's the, that's the ultimate tikkun of the world is that the kohos achitzonius should acknowledge that they are tafel and only here to assist the true tachlis, right? What, so, are, what are those kohos? Well, um, in the case of Avram Avinu, it was the four kings. In the case of uh, the dream of Daniel, is the Arba Malchus, um, each one representing a particular perversion of the view of the world. Whether it be, you know, bubble with, uh, you know, covered, um, or paras with taiva, or yavan with intellectualism, or Rome with um, dominion, maybe maybe destructions. A little bit of a bigger sugya. Does one, does one apply to north, one apply to east, or just the fact that there's absolutely. four? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like you say, you could say Bavel is east or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they all line up, yeah. So north is Rome. Yeah. South is Greece. And west is Adon. No, no, no. Uh, so west should be Adon. Why? Because it's where it's located. Is it, is it, right, right. I'm just. I'm wondering. Is that, is that what you meant? Like, the, is there? No, I, I didn't. I mean, geographical. The, the, I just know if there's four and four we're putting no, fours together, the, the, or each one lines up. What? What's the center point relating to right, left? Eretz so. Israel. But is it it's geographic? We're saying that. Oh, this is you know. I'm so saying that the, that's the northern side. That means it's longitudinally that way. Second. Um, the morale lines up things in the third Hagdamut of Vurs Hashem. I have to go back through it right now. Uh, yes, if you, even you think about, even if you think geographically, so so Iran is north. Uh, what's, Rome, what's is, that Rome is east. I mean, west. I mean, like spiritually, like Safon is like the hidden, and that's like right. The, exactly. That that would be that would be the Mahalo. So have to. to get back into that. Okay. So, we've got the Umisnagdim El 
דבר שהוא איכר ונוצד, והוא אברהם, שהיה יחיד בעולם בעניינו, בעניין דבר זה. אוקיי. In relation to this, Avram is the is is the is the center point. He's the he's the singular the singular definition of the world. Nimtza ki b'ma sheharag es hamalachim. So it turns out that the fact that Avram even killed them, v'bir hakotzim and destroyed the thorns. That was the mushal that was being used in the midrash that we started off with. Mina Olam, he removed the thorns from the world. These are the things that are opposing the essential state of the world. So, right, they are all from the side. Reasons, so to speak, side perspectives of the world. What's the world about? Therefore, it says, So Hashem says to him, You're going to get a very big reward. It's not just a little thing you just did. You This is really the tikkun of the world. Right? The perfection of the world is that the four sides should become toffel and their hisnagdus to the center should be in this battle. So why did Abraham kill them instead of conquering He killed the kings. He didn't destroy the source from which their rulership stemmed, meaning each one of the kings ruled with a particular ideology, right? Okay. So the king needed to be killed. That ideology needs to be basically recycled, right? Broken down and just kind of say, okay, like obviously this is not going to be the acre of the world, but there is an akuda of, you know, truth here, which is how it is an expression of Avraham Avinu, right? So by taking their, their possessions and by taking captives, that's what he did, right? Meaning we always discuss here the, the, by, uh, the Natslu, the Klausel cleaned out Mitzrayim, right? Uh, we took out all their Kalim, so uh, the, the, the concept of the Kalim represent basically the, the wherewithal to deal with the world, the wherewithal to do something, right? So th- that's, uh, th- that is, I don't know if you did take that. That was, the, the, that was representing that now the, all of the good that they had, he took. And now that good is tuffled to him. It's, there's Avram with all this stuff, right? All these possessions of his, which means the, the true perspective of the world has to it all these various uh, aspects and facets of expression. It can express itself. I can wear the red cloak or I can wear the purple cloak tomorrow, right? And they're going to be different expressions of myself.
side point of digression, but I apologize. How is it not theft? Theft? Yeah. Why is it not legitimate theft? Um, exactly. I, I, obviously, it's not. But, but when you fight a war, the rules of war is that if you fight a war, um, then you are entitled to take the spoils of war. The bigger question is why is it a murder, right? But once once we get around the murder issue, then certainly. Okay, so if, but so you 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 don't have a problem with killing the guy, but you have a problem with taking the stuff after he's dead. I assume that it's Muhammad. Rules over Muhammad is you have to kill people. Correct. Okay, so now now once he's dead, you might as well just then 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 the melee means what does it mean when there's a Muhammad. And, and you can kill him. So the point is that it's only either his reality can be or only my reality can be. Right? And if it's going to be my reality, then then all of his reality becomes sub sub subsumed, subsumed in mine. Okay. Vodarsh, Rebbe Levi. Bloshan Anochim again lacha, Shnei Dvarm. Now, uh, Rebu Levi, right, in the Midrash, so he said, first of all, the uh, he, he darshan the two parts of the Posak as being separate, right? Number one, don't be afraid. Why don't be afraid? Because they were they were a bunch of Rishayim, right? And uh, your schar is very great. And then I'll be I'll be a I'll be a a shield to you. That was that maybe that, that Avram Avinu was afraid. That the, the all the goyim were going to come against him. So, Hashem said, I'll be a magen to you, right? So, Tish, Hayam Fahed al Shnei Dvarm. Ha'echad, Hapachad al Achet. So, that means the first one, where Hashem says to him, Altira, don't be afraid. Avram was afraid that maybe he killed an innocent person, right? And uh, therefore, that's an Avera. The Shani was, that he's afraid the Gum are going to come against him. He was afraid of war. Therefore, he said, I'll, I'll be a magen for you. So the Midrash there says, right, that a shield is that even if all the swords of the world come against it, they will not be able to injure you. Now, let me ask you a question. If, uh, what, how does that make sense to me? Let's say I have a big shield, a very, very good shield, right? And I take a thousand swords and I slam them into the shield. Is it going to withstand? If you paper clips it, you throw out a real shield. So hmm? you throw paper clips at a shield, no matter how many you throw, it doesn't have an impact. So if Hashem gives you a shield, 
compared to the whatever they have. Right. But, but, okay. Good. Let's leave Hashem out of this for a minute. We just want the mashal, right? Because because I was speaking in, in mashal, meaning the pasuk is telling you it's such a thing. I'll be to you such a thing. Hashem didn't say. I'll be to you, you know, I'll, I'll, just, I'll take care of it. That, of course, Hashem could take care of anything, but Hashem is saying, uh, how am I going to take care of it? By being a shield. And a shield is a heftza, right? That a sword cannot, like you said, paper clips, right? I mean, the point is that even if we in, in this world could imagine, you know, that just if I take enough swords and they're big enough, then eventually they'll, they'll dent the shield and eventually they'll pierce through it, that's that's mitzad olam hazeh, right? But the point is, that a sword is a cutting instrument, right? Uh, it, it's sharp, and something sharp cannot. You know, it's just gonna it's just gonna bounce off of a shield. The shield is made in such a way that the sword just comes and, and it just it just gets deflected, right? It, so it it can't. No matter how many swords, it doesn't make a difference. He's saying it's definitional. A shield is by definition. You know, it's like. Um, if you do mathematics, right? What ha- what e- a shield, a sword, encounter shield? What what happens, right? If you if you ask a computer, it'll always tell you sword gets deflected, right? It doesn't it doesn't uh, well with time the shield will crack or whatever. That's that's already But right? Is going to get deflected. So Now the pasuk works. So again, so I just let you read the pasuk inside. Right? So, seemingly Rabbi Levi, he's got a problem with the Pasuk, the way he's darshaning it. He's saying, don't be afraid. What does that mean? Because you're afraid you, did, you kill some righteous people. Okay, now there the Midrash says, yeah, it's actually like a person who was walking by the king's orchard, and he saw a bunch of thorns, he threw them away, he was afraid. The king says, no, what do you mean? I'm going to pay you a lot of money, right? Because you, you actually did something that I needed done. And then, what's, I'll be again to you, because everyone was afraid that they're going to come against him. So that, to do that, seemingly, you have to be Masaris the Pasuk. You have to chop up the Pasuk, right? Because the Pasuk says... Again, don't be afraid. I'm going to be a shield to you. And then it comes back to Scharkar Bameod. Scharkar Bameod, according to Rabbi Levi, is going back on the don't be afraid. Right? And not only don't be afraid that you kill some tzaddikim, on the contrary, it's Scharkar Bameod. Right? So why can't they go for both? Say uh, because the next one is saying uh, that, that uh, just just that if you are afraid that the goyim are gonna, all going to gather against you, they're going to come against you to try to kill you, I'll protect you. Now that, uh, you, you can't say, you, you, you know, you're going to get a lot of reward for the fact that I'm going to protect you. 
No, right, don't be afraid. That's the first part. That Do not be afraid that maybe you kill some righteous people in battle. On the contrary, your reward is going to be very great. Right? But why is it interjected in the middle of that? I'll be a shield to you, I'll protect you from anybody who's going to come against you. Right? Seemingly, Shar Harbimel is not going on that. Right. Okay, we have to pick up on that next time, but I believe he's going to try to answer that. Okay, please, everyone, move your markers. Okay, so we are at the Oy Dorish, Rabbi Levi? I'm, I'm at Vata. Is that not where we are? No, we're not at Vata. Yeah, we're at Vata. We're at Vata. We're just at Vata. We're 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 at